Well, welcome to From Busy to Rich with Wes Young, a podcast designed to inspire advisors to increase their profitability and their quality of life. In today's episode, Wes is going to talk very specifically about your story about money. Everyone has a story about money. And today's show, Wes is going to challenge what you've been experiencing in your own story. So Wes, where did this idea uh, come from specifically? Yeah, so we we talk a lot about story and, and about what narratives you're using to move yourself forward and the people around you forward. But I was reading, I love Seth Godin. Oh, Ollie wants to be a part of our uh, conversation here today, if you can hear him in the background. Ollie the Bulldog, um, the French Bulldog, I might say. He, he has a great story, but uh, I was reading Seth Godin's blog, and what it says is that that it, it's titled Your Story About Money. And we'll link to this in the show notes, but it, it's a story. Your story about money is a story about money. Money isn't real. It's a method of exchange, a unit we exchange for something we actually need or value. It has worth because we agree it has worth, because we agree what it can be exchanged for. But here it is. But there's something far more powerful going on here. We don't actually agree. Because each person's valuation of money is based on the stories we tell ourselves about it. And, and I think that is the big key, Andy, and what I want to kind of all of us to talk about a little bit today is, is that what story are you telling yourself about money? Because I don't know, here's a funny example, but when I was a, a electric, electrician's apprentice way back then, I think I was 18 years old, and I remember every day going to work. And I, I remember when I was making, it wasn't much at the time I was in Lubbock, Texas. And I remember thinking to myself, when I, when my story about money is when I'm making enough money to be able to eat out every day, boy, then I'll, I'll be, then I'll be, I'll made it. I'll have done it. Cause otherwise I'm bringing my igloo cooler with my Sprites and my, my tuna fish can and, and my Snickers bar in there, because that was how I existed. And, and that was as big, that was like as big as I could think at the time, that story I was in as a, as an 18 year old, and, and I would just say, thankfully, you know, not that that was bad. It was appropriate for the time, but the story I'm in about money has evolved. And, and it, because, because the, this version of Wes does not agree with that version of him at that time. Cause, and I, I'm, I'm, I might be the same like, like name, but I've changed as a person because of the stories that I've told myself over time. I think it's an interesting question to ask ourselves. How much? How much more do you know than you knew 20 years ago? Just about life. How much more knowledge do you have? How many more experiences do you have? And then how much has your story about money changed in the last 20 years? Because I would submit that a lot of people, you know, they've gained tons of knowledge. They've gone through things. I mean, I think about, we've all gone through COVID. Many of us went through 9-11. And remember, you know, a different, you know, our world, our nation changed on a specific day, you know what I mean? Or over a certain period of time that we, and yet there's parts of us that don't, that haven't changed, have not developed as other parts have, yeah. right? Um, and and I think it's healthy to say why. Like why, why, why is your story about money not grown and evolved as you've grown and evolved and matured? Um, and I think what's fascinating is to say, and to question your own story, which is really hard to do. It really takes a certain level of maturity to say, is the way I'm thinking about this not true? Or yeah. can I just, or is it, has it been true, but I want to, I want to choose a different truth 
which is that even that language sort of throws people, right? Yeah. 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 I think, I think about like our definition of real financial planning that we've uh, adopted is that real financial, real financial planning is about the alignment of your capital, which includes money. It also includes your time, your talent, your, your resources, your assets with the things that matter most to you. And I think at some, some point, what we do often is we begin to operate off of default instead of by design when it comes to the story we're telling ourselves about the alignment of our money or our assets to the things that we care about most. We're living in an old story, things that mattered most. Like at one point, um, uh, you know, my, uh, you, you told a story last time about your daughter saying, you know, some Lululemon would be awesome. And yeah, the story that she, would, yeah, that would make worth, my life. Yeah. That's what it I just worth yeah. the money to her and the story she's telling herself about money. And, and so that's awesome. But at some point, you know, maybe sometime down the road, she might want something else more than the Lulu. And, and again, there's nothing bad or wrong. It's, it's more of a being aware is, is, is my current way. Like there's a great, um, a, a good, good podcast called I will teach you to be rich with yeah. me. And yeah. he interviews these couples and he talks about these, these money narratives that they carry. Golly, like, that is a fascinating show. It's fascinating show. He, he is so in your face about the way he talks to them. And again, they need to come on the show. So yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah. but he's like, why do you believe that? Cause they're like, yeah. well, we just can't spend that money on, on, yeah. we can't spend more than, you know, a hundred dollars on dinner. And he said, well, who told you that? Okay. Yeah. It's, we just, we can't, we, we, we can't spend more than that on dinner. And he's All like, right. well, but, the, but that, that's not a truth. That's just something that you've put in your money narrative that you've carried yeah. with you for years. And he's like, but listen, you're making $500,000 a year. You can yeah. have some dinners that are over a hundred dollars. He said, and, and you should enjoy it. And when you do make it special, you do these things. Yeah. So it's just like, what, what are old narratives that just are, they're out of date even, or they're just not serving us as well anymore. Um, that, that, <laughs> that used to be, I don't know. And we got, we got Justin on, on the, on the line with us today too. Justin, what are, what are maybe some, some money narratives that you, you believe that either have expired or you were surprised by the fact that you got down the road and you might have still believed something that was, you know, the 10 year younger version of you. I think a huge one was debt. Like just my understanding usage of debt, like from this evolution of kind of with my job, the finances was not a big part of the discussion and everything was very immediate gratification related, right? Like if I want to right now, I can go get a loan. But, but you don't have to live through too many like downturns in the market to realize that that's not a winning combination, right? Like you get over leveraged and you get used to a certain standard of living markets pull back and you no longer have that same income. Like, okay, now I'm, I'm giving all that back, right? Like, yeah. And then it turns into this, like, well, all debt's bad. And then you live yeah. in that realm. And then, and then you learn like, well, there's been an evolution here in that. Like, well, not all debt's bad. If I can, if I can take it a 5% loan and make 10% interest on an investment, like, like that's a, that's a good, good equation, right? Like, so nice yeah, that's just math. Yeah. That's just math. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, you know, but, it's like, well, I'm going to challenge that. Yeah. So the, on the front end, like there were so many mistakes made in debt on the, the coming with that same narrative of like, I can just have it right now. I don't have to wait and I can just make these payments. Mistakes there. And then in the next one, opportunities missed because all debt was bad, right? Like I'm not taking on any debt. Yeah. Um, and, and then even now, like just continue to challenge that. So yeah, definitely relevant. Well, now, I think it's healthy. It's healthy, Wes, to ask a question 
uh, and I won't go too deep into this because it gets kind of scary, but like, is that always true? Right. I mean, whatever you believe, is that always true? You know, like there's some things that I think are always true based on my belief system. Like you should only be married to one person at a time. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm not, you're not going to really argue me out of that one. Right. Yeah. But there's other questions where it's like, is killing wrong? You're like, generally, yes. But is it always? I mean, if someone's going to attack my child, would I hesitate to kill them? Yeah. Uh, I know this is being recorded. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I would not hesitate. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, I will go to jail. I will, you know, like, you can you know, hook me up to whatever electrodes or inject whatever you need to inject in my life, but I'm going to defend my kids, right? So my point is, it, it's, we, we do that with the extremes. Yeah. What about all these other things we do every day that are our truth, Right. Yeah, I, I think uh, to, to, to live in a space of mind, mindful intentionality is really what we're talking about to where we, we, as you mentioned on our last podcast, we think about what we're thinking. It's like call to attention. What's, wait, what story am I in right now about money that maybe isn't serving me as well as it used to serve me? Or it's just my, the things that matter to me have evolved and, and changed. There might be a season of your life. We, we have a client example of that, that they, there was a time in their life where it made so much sense for them to purchase this, this lake house uh, because of the age of their kids and where they were at. And they had a great place. They could, they could have their, uh, their, their, some of their family members there as well. And then, and then as time grew and people, you know, got older and evolved and nobody was out there as much. And, and all of a yeah. sudden it was like, but we always wanted this lake house. And it's like, but is that, is that story that you're telling yourself still serving you as well in the future? Like based on the new things that you want, what do you want? What a beautiful life look like three years from today? And it could still be there, but it might also be a different narrative that you're not even allowing yourself to have yeah, because you're defending your normal. Wes, what I'm just like, I'm thinking through Wes's lens and you're like, your goal before was to go and be in the lake house. Now you're going to VRBO that lake house. So <laughs> that's right. Right. Like now we're going to your business is going to use it two weeks of the year. And you know what I mean? Like, you know, like again, it's sort of like um what was true before, which is like I needed a place for my kids to go get away to. Okay, that's true. And that's why. But now, like, what's your truth about the lake house? Well, now it's now I look at it as it was just an investment. Yeah. You know, it was this, and now it's like now I'm gonna cash out and it's worth twice as much as it was, or it's worth 10% less, but I don't care because I got what I wanted out of it. Or, or whatever, you know what I mean? But the reality is that we want to encourage everyone to acknowledge, and this is, this takes a, a level of maturity that I think everyone listening has, is acknowledge at least this, that your story is a story that you made up. Like you had control over that story. Yeah. If you can start there, then the next step can also be true, which is that you can tell yourself a different story. That's right. And, and think about this too, Andy, is, is we have the potential to help invite people into a more powerful story the more mm-hmm. we understand them. And, and to say, hey, that sounds like I understand this. So let me make sure I understand. First, I think that's important. Let me make sure I understand the story that you're actually in. Let me, let me understand where you're at and, and, and what thinking led you to that point of view. And then start asking questions that aren't aren't saying that's not right, that that should not be the narrative of your story to say, hey, what what kind of story do you want to have in the future? Yeah. What, what would be great, like based on what you understand today? Because you know more today than you did yeah. 
you know, back then. And, and so what, what, what would be good there? And then that so softens the whole landscape to say, well, then what can we do with our current story? What, what can we change in, in order to, to go, get further down the road and become more of that? And I think, I think that can be fun and exciting. And so I, I just loved, I loved this article, uh, this, this pod, uh, this blog is what it was from Seth. So, uh, I, I just thought it was worth us having a additional little conversation about the story we tell ourselves and specifically the story that we're in about money. Yeah. And I, and I hope that it's. For those who are listening, I think that you could do probably two things with what we've heard, which is one, you can be disappointed in yourself and judge yourself and say, yeah, I've been telling myself the wrong story and yada, yada. But I want to encourage everyone to consider something that I've learned um, from us. From for, This is true of all 12-step programs. Uh, so if you take 12, uh, you know, each step is worth about roughly 8% of the equation, right? So if you get the first step, you're, you know, almost 10% to your solution. And, and this is just, you're just taking the first step. The first step of really every 12-step program is to say, I have a problem, right? And the great thing about that is like, you have changed nothing. All you've said is, I have a problem. I, I don't like this. And you're like, well, way to go. You're like, you're on a step two, right? You're almost 10% to your solution. And you're like, all I did was just say, I have a problem. You're like, yeah, I know. But guess what? You can't do any of the other steps until you realize I have a problem. And yeah. that's the power of learning that you have a different kind of story, potentially, is to say, you know what? I don't like my story. That's a problem. And what I would say to you is, if you're, di- if you're frustrated by your story right now, I would say, man, you're on your way. You are doing a great job. That's the first step to changing your story is to say, I don't like my story. Because some of you listening might be like, oh, my story is not my fault. It's someone that, okay, well, then yeah. your story is not going to change. Hey, one, one thing I would add to that too, Andy, is, is not only that, not only the people who are like, yeah, I don't like my story right now. I have a problem. And then the people that it's not that they hate their story. It's not that they're like angry about it, but, but they're not asking themselves regularly, hey, what can we do to make it more beautiful? What, yeah. what can we do that would really align everything with, with, with the future that we think we desire most and really explore that? Because those people, they, I mean, again, it's just taking something great, making it even better or, or even more in line with what matters to the most. And I think that comes back to that. What do I think ultimately matters to me most? Because we, the reason we say this all the time, the reason we trade what we want ultimately for what we can have immediately is we just don't think about what we want ultimately. So there's nothing else that pushes us in that direction. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time today, Wes. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Justin. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you've never considered how you see money, we hope that today's episode has helped you reconsider that view. Thanks again for being a faithful listener of the podcast, and thank you for leaving a review on Apple's podcast listings. It helps other people find the show more easily. And if you haven't left a review yet, please consider doing that. We appreciate it. And as always, thanks for listening.